Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. So we're going to look at God's way or our way, how to make regret-free decisions. How many want to make decisions that you're not regretting later on? Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people make big ones that they regret and make little ones that they regret. But the little ones, you can get over it. Oh, my bad. But then there's some other ones, you know, that you got to drive for like three or more years. You bought it, but now you regret it. That new car smell pulled you in. It just, it hypnotized you. And, and even when the, the salesperson was going, you know, I know you can only afford 300, but this is 500. And you're like going, I can do it. I can do it. And then the week after you got it, it smells like McDonald's. And you wake up out of that spell and you're like going, what did I do? Exactly. Aren't we always in that position where we're, 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 we're caught in a place where, you know, man, my bad. But what I want to do is I want to get us to a place of not stating that we'll never make a bad decision, but we'll make fewer. <laughs> I'll, I'll work with fewer. Give me some, you know, fewer. It was good for me. But what I want to do is I want to be in a place in my life to where I have tools. Everybody say tools. And I have the wisdom, everybody say wisdom, wisdom. to use those tools. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And I, in here, in God's word, he helps us. Because, you know, God's, he, his desire is for us to align with his desires and not make the bad decision. Now, is it possible to go through life not making bad decisions. 100%. It's in his word. And that's what we're doing. We're getting to the place where this is the level of, of I'll use the term perfection, but not in the concept of being able to be perfect, but the area where we're getting to the fullest level of understanding of how God wants us to live to where we're, we're thinking wrong and fixing wrong. So see, perfection is, is I never think wrong. I'll never make a bad decision. But God's word says you're going to have the opportunity to make bad decisions. You're going to lean into the bad decisions. But because of the tool of the word that now is in your heart, you're able to go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I almost got caught. I almost got pulled in. But I'm not going to go for that anymore. I've been there, done that. Now I'm operating a different level because I have tools. Psalms 14, 12 says this. There is a way or path before each person that seems right. Everybody say seems right. Every person you're looking into, whatever it is you're looking into, and it seems right, but it ends in death. That's what scripture says. What is it saying? It's saying that you, everything tied to your seems right or tied to your perspective, which is tied to your past. Everything. You only look into the world with the eyes of your past. You define it based upon your life. It's, it's, your viewpoint is not someone else's viewpoint. 
So what do we need to do? Well, what the Bible's trying to show us is, is that we can align this vision. You ever use binoculars before and it's got that little, you know, that little round thing where you turn it, turn it, turn it, and all of a sudden the vision comes into alignment. And that's what God's saying is, is that a lot of us were walking in double vision. Proverbs 19.3 says this, people ruin their lives by their own foolish decisions and then they get angry with the Lord. Christians are great at that. It's like, I'm going to screw up. I'm going to make the bad decision. All hell's going to break loose. Why'd you do that, God? That's, that's, that's religion. You do all the decision-making on your own, and it messes up, and then you think it's God's fault. Come on, now. We can't be that. We don't want to be that. We want to be bigger than that, better than that, Right? Come on, you guys, maybe five. I got to get five more people. Aren't we going to be better than that? Gee, my knee. 2023, it's a new year. Get a little excited, okay? Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Lean. Oh, see, now you're getting all bold. Trust in the Lord with how much of your heart? How much? Trust in the Lord with how much? All of your heart. And then it says, lean not into your own understanding. The Hebrew language literally is a picture of leaning in a direction. Anything you lean is where you go, right? You're putting your weight in a direction. So it says, don't put your weight on your understanding. Now, Understand what he's saying here. He's saying that the way you used to do things, the way your old ways were, don't put your weight on that if God's word contradicts it. See, I have an understanding in, in many areas of what God's word is, so it's my understanding now, and I lean to it, and that's a good thing, right? Okay, so let's not try to, you know, manipulate this word into something that it isn't. So what we're doing is we're recognizing my old ways or my ways that produce the results that I don't like. I'm not going to lean into them. I'm not going to put weight into that direction. And that's what it says. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him. How many of your ways? All your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. See, this is what I know. I know that by following this concept, you're giving yourself an opportunity to live a new life. If you read it religiously, all you're seeing is a religious picture. But this is never who God is. Never. God is exactly what Jesus said. Jesus said, I only say and I only do what the Father tells me to say. And I have come to give life and life more abundantly. That is God's heart. And that's what the Son said, revealing the Father. So the religious views of what life is really about is not God kind of life. But when we start engaging in 
what this word, how this word teaches and what it teaches correctly, not religiously, not churchy, not Christianese, this word for Monday. Isn't that what we do? This word for Monday. So we come in together, we hear these truths, we hear this information, and then hopefully we're, as the scripture says, we're meditating on it. We're thinking about what was said. Place yourself in the word. Place yourself in the boat. Place yourself in the picture. Place yourself in the story. Place yourself there. The other day I felt like, man, I got, I'm, I'm in this little battle and I just thought about the message. The unseen, the unseen battle, it's not a natural one. It's an unseen battle. I'll take care of the source and the rest will take care of itself. Amen? Amen. Take care of the source. And I went to the source and took care of it. And it, it all became clear. Everything became good. So that's what we do. We recognize the wisdom of God and we follow through with it. Amen? So we, we all have these decisions filled with regret in our past. And I, let's just slow this, slow this thing down and stop and be able to move forward and not have these many issues in our life anymore. And we're, gonna, we're, we're going to have success because of what this word will do. Psalms 37, 23 says this, a steps of a good person, a steps of a good person. The word good is upright, honorable. You put God first. So if you, if you qualify yourself in scripture as good, it's someone that's saying, you know what? I want, I want to get God involved in my life. God first. That's why it's... The, the prep, 40-day prep for us to continue on is, is God first, God first, God first. So I put 20-minute, 20-minute, 20-minute just to say, challenge you, 20 minutes. Now, is that something that I look at and believe that everybody's doing? No. I don't believe, realistically, people that were never putting God first in their day that you're for 20 minutes doing that right now. But I want you to understand my heart. I get that and I have no problem with it. I just want you to put God first. So if you can't reach 20 minutes and you're maybe doing five or one or whatever, but whatever you're doing is, is I've got you in a place where you are thinking about God first, then we've got a win-win situation. All right, do you understand what I'm saying? Because 20 minutes, you know, what is 20 minutes? All honesty, you need to be up three hours. I'm just kidding. The point is, is I'm trying to get you to focus in on something and, and press toward that. So 20 minutes isn't the guideline of success for your life. It's just stating, do more than you've ever done before, period. Be better about God first. Amen? And, and are people doing that? Are you guys doing that? Okay. The, the second thing was, is here in your mind, talking to yourself, communicating good things, the word of God, speaking to your life where it's building you. Now, I know you're good at tearing down. Everybody in here is. We, we are very good at hearing negative, speaking negative, accepting negative. It's a simple thing to do in, in this society. It's been that way from the very beginning. 
What we need to do is we need to counteract that ugliness and start speaking truth. And truth is not defined by what you believe. It's def- and uh, let me fix that in a second. It's not based upon what you believe, but it's based upon what God says about you. The fixing is, is I have a lot of it that are my beliefs now. That's what I'm trying to say. So you have a lot of things that, that has been revealed to you in the word of God. You believe it, and now it's your belief. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the beliefs of the negatives, the beliefs of your past, the beliefs of all the things that, that define you as is, no, you can't. No, you never will. Impossible. Those are the things we're trying to push out of the way and to get you to understand through that hurtful, ugly, whatever life, pain, whatever you've gone through, today is a new day. And that's my hope for every person when we gather together. That's every week is the same thing. When we gather together, my expectation, and it's been this way since I started this church, is that you'll never leave here the same. That's it. I believe with all my heart. And now, if you don't, and you, you just say, you know, whatever, I'm, then that's on you. But if you want to know my heart and what I believe and what I confess, it's what the Word of God says. And I believe with all my heart. So that's what I want to see in every person, that you come in and you leave, and there's something different, something better, something's happening. It doesn't have to be this massive change. All we need to do is be better. And we'll keep building on that. Amen? Are you all with me? All right. So it says the steps of an honorable person, someone that puts God first, are ordered. That means established and secure. Are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So God's saying, listen, when you put him first, he's going to start helping you in life. Psalms 119, 1-3 says, blessed. Blessed. That Hebrew word literally means empowered to prosper. That's a position of life where God is saying, when you are blessed, he's believing for that empowerment in your life to do good, have good, live good. Do you guys have that understanding? All right. So blessed, empowered to prosper are those, are, are, are they whose ways are blameless. Now, that is, that is not a good translation from Hebrew to English. Because how many of you are going to say, that's me, <laughs> blameless one right here. I mean, it's pretty much, we, it's, I'm, is there anybody in here can go, I'm blameless? Well, see, that's right. The scripture already screwed us. We're out. This don't, I cannot read this any further. This is the problem with translation. They religionize these words and it really becomes irrelevant to me. Because I'm not a blameless one. I, it would have been good for you to go, either am I, but you're like going, nah, I'll leave you hanging. I'll leave you hanging. He says, are those who are blameless? The Hebrew word is ta-min, ta-min. And what that means is, is, is you have character and you're operating in integrity. You just have, you're a person that's recognizing, I need to do the right thing. That's all it means. Why blameless? I have no idea. I have no idea why they do that. Other than the, the translators are really tied to the religious concept of works. 
And it's crazy because they're translating a book that's saying works never going to work, but they continue to press it, continue to press it. And so a lot of times we read the scripture and because we don't, we're not taught, we lean toward God's going to get me if I don't do right. God's going to do. And, and we, we really take the word of God and tear out page after page of what he's really trying to say. And that's the problem is, is religion gets you more in trouble than sets you free. And we want to be free indeed, right? Amen. So he says, blessed are those who are operating in a level of integrity in their lives. All right. They walk according to, everybody say according to. That means you're committed. You're committed to do something according to the word of the Lord. Blessed are they, verse 2, empowered to prosper are they who keep. Everybody say keep. That's a, that's a Hebrew word. It's a military term, not sar. Now, not sar is, is telling you that it's not keep in the sense of I'll keep that for you. It's, it's a concept of you're keeping hold of something and protecting it. You now are responsible to protect that and you're guarding over it. You're watching it. You're intently aware of your surroundings. Y'all got that? Okay. Now let's read it. It says, who walk according to the law of the word, um, for God's word, blessed are they who guard over, maintain, protect his word and seek him, first priority, with all their heart. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in the past. Now look what happens when you prioritize God, your, your heart is a heart of integrity. You say, I'm going to, what is integrity? It's not perfection. It's not doing wrong. Integrity is ability from your heart. Truthfully say, I'm going to do everything I can to do the right thing. That's integrity. You guys understand that, right? It's getting to that place where you're going to be truthful, even if it hurts. I remember talking to my boys at a young age. And they, they have a picture because of, you know, veggie tales and different things that they've seen, you know, Einstein and all the different things that they've seen in cartoons that are good, that are, you know, moral, right. And they recognize there's good and there's bad. And I remember talking to them about things that I did in my past that aren't good. And you're talking to your kids and you're trying to get them to understand because see, they see you as Superman. And now you're telling them that you did what the bad people have done. And there's that point of time where you're like going, hey man, I want to be real. I want to be truthful with them because there's going to be many times they're going to hear me that I was that way. I did that. But I wanted them to hear up front. And I remember just talking with them of, of, of my past in a way that I was showing them how Jesus can change that, fix that. I didn't know the Lord. I did not know the Lord. And their attitude was very simple and helpful to me is, is they were like, okay, you know, you're like going, well, that was a good sale. <laughs> but it, was, it, was, it wasn't easy. It, 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 it isn't easy, but I want to be upfront. I want to be truthful. 
I want them to know that, yeah, you, you can go through some bad times, but you guys don't need to because you receive Jesus early. But going through those times were, were things where I was able to, you know, be where I'm at now. And so it, it's where, where you're looking at this, you're saying, my place of integrity is saying, no, I want, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it to, to the best of my ability and believe that God will do what he said. And that's all he's ever asked. You know, the, if you study scripture, you'll see that he's saying, go in and take this. It belongs to you. And there's always an enemy there. Every promise has an enemy in front of it. Never forget that. It's not all like this freebie where, you know, you just take and there's no big deal. Everything's simple. If everything's simple, we would have, we would have got saved and all been perfect. Day one. But there's always an enemy in front of the promise. Always. And when you understand that, you'll recognize that there's going to be, what? There was an enemy to the promise when Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And, and he went to the other side to impact life. And there was an enemy there. And that was that storm. Remember, it came out of nowhere unexpectedly. It was the enemy. And so when you start looking at life that way, you're going to be more quicker to be able to go, I recognize. I'm not just going to follow. I recognize. And then we're going to have the ability to fight these things. Amen. So we don't fight flesh and blood. It's the spiritual thing, spiritual thing. All right. So he says, they don't compromise with evil. They walk only in the paths of the word the direction of God's word for them. Now, compromise is an interesting term used there because it means to deviate from a right standard, a right moral, right belief, to go off path of that. So in our lives, there are times, everybody in here understands this, there, there's that crossroads in your life to where you go right, you already know that way because you've been there, done that. But many people, because own understanding, past, your life, maybe you've always made a right turn because you don't watch NASCAR. And anyway, so I don't even need to explain it. If you, believe, if you know what I know, if you know what I'm talking about, good. If you don't, forget it. Don't even think about it. So in, you're used to making right turns. The tendency is to make a right turn. All right. If you lean to your own understanding, you're going to go to the right, okay? And the right is what you already have experienced. You already know the negatives. This is the problem with everybody. It's like, it's like single people, and they want, they want something to be better, and they want something to happen when all the, all the picture of what they're wanting ain't there. I want them to be perfect. I want them to love Jesus. It's not there, but I want them to. Yeah, that want has always changed everybody. I want you to be better. Ain't working. <laughs> yeah, it is in you, but I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? So there are, everybody's always doing that, that, that goofy mindset. It's because they're always rocking right. And that's why God said, don't lean. Because if you lean, you're going to make a right. And you need to make a left on this one. So it's, I know you want to do this. It's so much easier to do this. You're so, you got to rut. And it, you, you can even close your eyes and go. <laughs> because a rut keeps you there, right? 
And then not, to get out of the rut, you got to. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And that's all God's saying. He's saying, let, let me help you. We don't want to keep replicating, reproducing our past. It's not the will of God. Don't you want to do as well? I do. I want to be better. I'm not saying lefts are always going to be better, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm using it for an example, all right? So to compromise is as we act contrary to what is right, and we don't want to compromise with evil, do we? No. For our lives to prosper, we have to have our lives guided, and that's established in God. That's what we're going to look at. Um, Jesus shows us in his word the will of the Father. Jesus shows us in his word, in his instruction, his ways, his teachings, right? So you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all showing the life of Jesus, but then you have all the epistles, the letters after, you know, you got the book of Acts, the history of the churches, but you go into all the letters, what are those? Those are the words of Jesus. Those are the words of Jesus to the churches. Now, the Apostle Paul, uh, Peter, James, John, you know, they're writing these things by God's Spirit, but it's the, the, the Holy Spirit directing them through the words of Jesus. And I will show you this. It's all about what Jesus did here, which revealed the Father, revealed God, who Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Father, God. And so in that revelation, we start coming to the understanding of what, what God really wants. And this is why it's so important to understand this, because, man, when you get into this right, I can't wait to read it. Because it's like, it's so, it builds, it's like encouraging. And it's something that I can read and go, I got this today. No matter what I have in front of me, no matter what I'm dealing with, this, the, the word can build you up. Now, you might be thinking, well, just read the Bible. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what word are you hearing from this word that's pumping you up? Think about that. What you're hearing this morning, something you've heard already, you're like going, oh, that's good. Then keep that, ah, oh, that's good going. Because that's how this word is supposed to be received. That's actually the only way it's supposed to be received. It wasn't supposed to be received with the concept of, uh, uh, Pastor Paul, I'm going to take the letter that you wrote to our church here in Ephesus, and I'm going to take it home with me because I need to really read it over and over and over and memorize it. And everybody else is in, you can't take that letter. We don't have no photocopies. And, but see, the concept is, is that's how you do things, and that's not true. They had to rely on the instruction and the teaching and the, and the heart of reading that letter to them, answering questions they had. So I'm sure it took time. It wasn't like, read it, okay, we're done. So that letter was probably read. It's probably, there's instruction to it. There's, there's revelation of it, the understanding of it. And they're going over it and reading it. And people are going, oh man, that's what that means. Oh gosh, I feel, I've, I've been guilty of that. Can you guys help me on that? And everybody's working to build and strengthen. That's how it works. And it's getting that letter in here to where now you're walking Monday and it's in you. 
It's in you. You don't need to carry your Bible around or wear your Christian t-shirt. All you have to do is have this word in you. And now when you're about to make a bad decision, when you're about to act the old way, it pulls you back. You're not going, nah, I don't want to be that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to make a left, make a left, make a left. I'm going I'm to join NASCAR. Make a left. NASCAR, they race. I have to go that way because it's like NASCAR, they always make a left-hand turns. Left-hand turns. If you've ever watched a race, it's all left-hand turns. That's it. Done. Okay? We'll never talk about this again. Amen? So let's look at this. First, we're going to look at this. First John 5, 14. Now, this is the confidence. Everybody say confidence. This is the confidence. Parseye, parseye is pretty awesome because it literally means the boldness to speak bluntly. The boldness to speak bluntly. We have a difficult time being blunt. Right? Oh, some of us. Some, you have a difficult time holding back the bluntness. <laughs> Either way, there's this, there's this thing within us that we want to temper because we're concerned about feelings. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're not lying. That's all. Now, are there times when you might not say exactly 100% what you believe about that dress? I mean, that outfit? Maybe. It all depends. You have to read the situation. Do you have room to run? Is there anything throwable? So what you're, what you're doing is, is it, you're just recognizing, yeah, and am I being real or not? All right. But the point is, I'm, I'm just, what I'm saying is this, is that we, we want to speak the truth in love all the time. And, and, you know, if you want to throw out the one that is a good statement is, do you really want to know my truth? Or do you want me just to go along what you really want to hear? And then we're good, right? But they usually don't work that way. So the best thing is do is just go, mm-hmm, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. Everybody say in him. <laughs> I could stop there and spend hours on just that statement. Because this is where people most of the time lose. Because you don't have confidence in him. And we can go into the whole teaching of who you are in your new creation. And a lot of you, even though you might have heard teaching about it, you, got, you need to hear it over and over and over. So he says that we, <laughs> this confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, the Greek word is really interesting on this. It means anything. According to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will, he that means I need to know his will. And what is his will? His word. So if I'm lining up with his word, man, he's like going, he's, he, the word shows this picture of leaning in to listen carefully. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can see that. I can see I'm, I'm getting ready. Now, let me finish it and I'll get into the woo. And if we know 
that he hears us. Well, I know he's not a liar. And he just said, if I ask, I'm going to, oh, this is going to be good. Ask anything according to his will. He leans in to listen. You've talked to people, right? And you know, when you're talking to a person, they're just standing there. And then when you engage in something that they like, right? Isn't this true? Then if, if you're talking about something that they're engaged in, something they like, you'd be leaning in, right? Level up. God is leaning in to something when you get his will. It's every area of your life of goodness, prosperity, healing, deliverance. So all of a sudden you got a word in that concerning a desire of yours. And you say, I bring this word that's according to your will. And God's like going, bring it on. I like this conversation. That's a leaning in. Now you got the picture and level up? All right, let's go on. And we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know. Whatever we ask, we know. Everybody say, we know. Okay, that's Edu. Edu is a funny name. But it means, you know, gnosko. I've, I've taught different words on to know. So this edu literally is, is you have complete understanding. You're set in, I got it. That's edu. So there's a lot of times when you read, you're going to read the scripture and it says, and we know, and, and to know. And that could be all kinds of different things until you understand the language. And that's why I'm helping you here. Because this is, this is talking about something we're excited about bringing something to God, and he's going to take care of it because it says, we know, we know I have complete understanding of something. I, how, I got complete understanding of, of what? I know that whatever we ask, whatever I ask, uh-oh, there's a prayer word, ask. Everybody say, ask. Now, we know there's different words for prayer at Love Life, right? Right? And prayer is, a, is communication, understanding the type of communication. So everybody say type of communication. Say it again. You just define the word prayer. Now you take that with religious concept, you don't have a clue what I just said. Because prayer has nothing to do with types of communication. It's, God help me! There's prayer. Fix this, do, you know. That, I mean, that's Prayer. Or, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray to the Lord my soul to take. I prayed. Or an hour-long prayer over supper and it's all cold. <laughs> oh, it's just religious. That's it. It's just religious stuff. And God's not wanting religion in your life. He's wanting life. So how do we fix this? Let's look at this. He said, when you ask, aiteo. And a lot of you in here already, you know what that means. We just went to a word that says, I'm coming to you with the understanding that this belongs to me. It can be also used in another sentence as I command or I demand. 
So that means I ain't coming with timidity. I'm coming before God with an attitude. Now, let me also interject something here that it would be picture of a parent and a child. So when a child talks to the parent, the child's under the instruction of that parent. Let's say the parent's good because sometimes there's bad parents out there in this world, evil parents. But the point is, is it's a good parent that says, son or daughter, this is what belongs to you. This is the freedom you have. And you're raised in this home to where you don't have to beg, oh, please, can we eat supper? Oh, those kids do that sometimes. It's just they're in a hurry to eat. But they're not begging because they're hoping that begging, they will be able to eat supper. Because the parent's going, I don't know if you should even have supper. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about a child understanding what belongs to them in their family home. And as we know, children mature and grow. But is the same understanding that everything belongs to them as well? Yeah. But because of their age, they don't comprehend it. Right? And as you grow older, you understand what rightfully belongs to you. So my kids at a, at a younger age wouldn't open the refrigerator and get something. My kids at teenagers open the refrigerator and get stuff. And now as they get even older teenagers, it's like, you need a job. <laughs> I'm just playing, kind of. But the point is, the point is, is we get that, right? We get it. Everybody understand that? We get it. And so what I'm saying is that word is that picture because I don't want you to automatically assume that we're going to God and we're commanding him. God, I command you. No, he's my father. He's my dad. He's my papa. And I know what he said belongs to me. And he leans in and he's saying, come on, tell me what I say. That's what God's doing. Tell me what I say. That gives me goosebumps right now. Tell me what I say. God, you said that by the stripes of my Lord Jesus, I am healed. And Father, I just want you to know that I recognize that, I understand it, and I thank you that that healing is mine. And I just wanted you to know that that healing belongs to me. That's on the level of spiritual. Now, that's not aeteo. Uh, that's not aeteo. That was desis. What I just did is decent, but it's the same concept. I'm going to God and saying this. Aiteo is tied to tangible needs. Tangible needs. Things that you need. Food, you know, help in areas. Tangible. So now I'm coming to him with a different level of, of God, I, I, I'm a tither. I give. And your word says... That give and it shall be given. Your word says you give seed to the sower. So now you're taking that word to him and you say, I understand this belongs to me. So I ask father for, and then A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it says, and we know that he hears me because I ask according to his will. And I know absolute full understanding that I have the petitions that I have, I owe him, that I have come to him with an attitude of, 
Dad, I got our covenant down. I understand this is family matter. You're going to take care of your son. You're going to take care of your daughter. You're, this is your will. Your will is to meet my needs. Your will is to take care of my needs. Your will is that. And I'm operating in your will. And I'm asking according to that will, I'm saying what you say for me. And guess what? And you shall have what you asked of him. That is what the word of God teaches. I could care less what religion said to you. That's what the word of God teaches us. And be bold in it. Amen. Be bold in it. Be bold in it. And as you grow, you know, that you get more and more understanding that, wait a minute, you know, I'm thirsty. I'm going to open up and get something to drink. I don't to beg for something. This is my right. Y'all got that? All right, good. So John 16, 13, and this is the key to making decisions without regret. This is the key right here. John 16, 13. However, when the spirit of truth, everybody say spirit of truth. Okay, this is the name of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, right here. Um, the, Jesus is saying about the comfort of the Holy Spirit's going to come. But he calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. Very important, very important. Because this is where uh, religious fanatics or the super spiritual people that don't know the Bible use the Holy Spirit to their advantage and not the Holy Spirit of the Bible. They just like using the term Holy Spirit. Because most Christians, they don't know stuff, so they just go, oh, really? The Holy Spirit's showing, the Holy Spirit telling you? And it contradicts the word. But see, most people don't follow that because they've been misled, mistaught about Holy Spirit instruction. And let's just read out of the mouth of Jesus. You want some red letters? Huh? Want some red letters today? Okay. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. What will he do? He's going to guide me in all truth. Okay, let's get rid of the rest of scripture and I'll just use that one. I'm going to, the Holy Spirit's leading me. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. Let's keep going. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, whatever he what? Whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I say that he will take up mine and declare it to you. All through scripture, Jesus says the Holy Spirit, the comforter will come alongside you and tell you what I said, tell you what I've done. He will bring the word of God to life for you, but he will not lead you into anything that contradicts the word. So if you're saying, well, the Holy Spirit is telling me to do this and it contradicts everything that says, God said, don't do this. Don't act that way. Don't be divisive. Don't be evil speaking. Well, the Holy Spirit's telling that ain't the Holy Spirit. That's a demonic one. But you wash it up in your religious terminology because most Christians are dumb. We ain't dumb. Love life ain't dumb. So you hear someone pulling that Holy Spirit thing, you pay attention to the next words because you know these people and some of these people that are doing that. You're looking at them going, you ain't got no fruit. <laughs> you life messed up. Now you tell the Holy Spirit's telling you this. That's not how it works. He's going to bring bringing up the word of God help you in the word of God. That's what he's doing. Why? He wants us to grow up. The Bible says that the spirit 
and the body are God's. The spirit and the body are God's. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in the body. What does he not say belongs to him? The soul. What is the soul? Your will. In other words, God is never and won't ever and can't make you choose right. Make you make the right decisions. Make you say no or yes. It ain't going to happen. Are you guys hearing this? The soul is your will. It's your mind. It's your emotions. That's the three voices of the soul. Right there. See, we, we're trying to get this whole thing transformed wrongly because we're trying to get our soul lined with God and God fixing our soul. And he's going, oh, no, no, no. That's, that's your job, son. That's your job, daughter. That's your will. I can't interfere with that. Christians hate when I say stuff like that. Religious ones. Because they want to believe that, no, God does do that. And I'm sorry, no, he doesn't. It's very simple. I can fix it right now with one, one verse. Does God want every person to be saved? Does everybody, every person get saved? What happened? Some people broke God's will by their choice. Is it God's will for all to be saved? Yes, it is. Jesus died for the whole world. Does the whole world get saved? There's your answer. And why that is a difficult thing for, for Christians to understand, that's what religion does. It gets you to where you, you don't have a clue what you're doing. And that's why this God thing and Jesus is so messed up and you're emotionally unsound because you don't have the word. You bring the word, truth in, foundation. You bring security. That's why I want you to stand strong in your understanding. When you're in an area that's a little weak, that's okay. Don't worry about it. It'll, it'll grow. It'll, it'll, it'll get to a place where you can go, okay, all right, that's good. I can get over here now. And not lose your mind because you couldn't do it right away. I'm going to jump. And then we want to blame God. And God's going, I didn't tell you to jump. I want you to stay on that, that strong ground you got over there. You made the right. I didn't tell you make the right. This is what God's saying. This is what God's trying to help us see. Jesus said this. He said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my words and obey them. Then he says in John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. You guys see this? Some of you are going, God, I didn't know that was in the Bible. That's what I'm trying to say. We create these definitions, these pictures that don't even line up with the Bible. And this is written over and over in different areas. And God's trying to establish these pictures for our help. Why? Because what is going to help me? Getting the word that Jesus revealed to us in me. His way and will in the Gospels. His way and the will in the New Testament. And so I can get that information in me. 
And as I get it in me, the Holy Spirit's going to help me. So he's going to line up with that word because he's going to remind me of this word in the time of trouble, in the time of need. But because it's God, Holy Spirit being God, he also can help me in the time of need in my future. Woohoo! Because he knows tomorrow. So that leading all of a sudden has changed now because, see, God's not going, on us we go, okay, this is as far as I can go because that's all I can see. And the Holy Spirit's like going, yeah, but I know there's another platform. So we're going to take a step over and then step forward and there'll be a platform there because he already knows. So he's setting us up for what? Victory. Do you guys see this? All right. And that's what we need to see. We need to see word of God where Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're one. Holy Spirit isn't coming up with a different book, different Bible, different word. He's not going to contradict anything because he's God. Isn't that ridiculous how people do that? It's, it's silly. It's sad. But there's a whole lot of people that are messed up because of this stuff. But we want foundational truth. Amen? We want this truth that sets us free. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, the life. Jesus is the word. John 1, 1. He's the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the word. He is the truth. And that's what we abide by. Amen? Right? John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth applied shall make you free. And you shall know you come to Gnosko, receiving that instruction, receiving that instruction to where you get it. And when you get it, you apply it and applying it. What did I just teach you? I taught you, I taught you it doesn't happen this moment. Sometimes they, you grab hold of it and you got it. It's not because you heard it the first time. It's you heard it now and it clicked. You've been hearing fragments of it maybe for weeks, months, even years. I've been there. And then you look at yourself going, God, it was that easy? And then you want to get to that. I'm such a loser. How dumb of me. I could have done. Don't go that way. You got the truth. Remember about yesterday? It ended last night. Move on. All right. Move on. Y'all with me? The key to knowing and following the word is how we're going to overcome bad decisions. The key is knowing and following the word of God. What he says, he said, listen, I will direct your paths. I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. I know how people flip that and says, well, God will give, God will give me all the desires I want. And that's not what the scripture said. He said, he's going to put them in you. Why is that important? Because your desires can mess you up. How's it working so far? You've been getting every desire you want. Now look at your life. Isn't that true? All right. Making sure you understand that. So Psalms 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. Psalms 34, eight, oh, taste and see. That means experience God. Experience that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one. Empowered to prosper is the one who trusts him. All I'm seeing is good stuff. First Peter 2, 3, 2. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. See, saying, listen, God is good. God is good. God is good. And when you understand the goodness of God, you start experiencing better. You start, start experiencing best. 
And that's what we want. Amen. Psalms 24, may God give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Woo! Not some of them. Why? Because he's giving you those desires and they will succeed. I'm loving this. But before this happens, the next step, we need to be able to ask God. We need to be able to go, before you make that decision, before, you need to go, Father, I need help. I need to ask. That's the key. Asking help before the decision's made. Why am I saying that? Because it's involving your soul. And when it involves your soul, it involves your mind, your will, your emotions, everything's all in front of you. And so the emotions, they're used to in charge. I will. I feel. I want. Those are mine. That's exactly what the, the soul is. Those three words. Are you guys hearing? All right. So the soul has a lot of voices. And those voices have the tendency to make themselves known loudly. Yeah, but I want. But I feel. And that can get you in trouble if, if it's not connected to what the word of God teaches so you got the mind, the mind of the soul, and that is the voice of reason, right? I think, therefore I am. You hear what I'm saying? Next we have the will. That's the desire. I want. I want to do this. I want. That's desire. That's will. And then there's the emotion. I feel. I feel. Those are the free voices of the soul. Now, what we need to do is recognize that. And God said, the spirit and the body belong to me. But the soul, that's your freedom of choice. That's free will. But I've given you help in my word. And I've said, take every thought captive. Think this way. All right, first of all, is he going to say something you can't do? No, never. So that means I can take every thought captive and I can think a certain way, right? Then he says, renew your mind. So if he's saying that, then I can renew my mind. So everything about the soul, he's given us the information. He's given us the empowerment of his word. He's teaching us how, but we're like, God, take away these thoughts. God, fix this. God, do this. You are speaking and God can't hear it. it. It doesn't line up with his word. It doesn't line up with his will. He can't do anything about it. God's more like, yeah, I, I want you to change, but what, what, are you going to do it or not? That's why be better leveling up. This 40-day prep is so important because I'm trying to get us all in a position of being healthy, Spirit, soul, and body. Now, the spirit's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it, but in the term of being healthy, it's your understanding. Your understanding of where you stand spiritually. The soul is something where God wants you healthy and whole and sound in the area of your emotions, your will. Because if you're not, you're going to make bad decisions forever. So you got to be healthy here. 
So you got to speak words, encourage, build, and comfort yourself. Lift yourself up with the word of God. You can, I can, I can accomplish, I can do. I don't quit. When I've done all to stand, I keep standing. When I do good, I don't get lazy and wimpy and, and heavy of doing good. I keep doing good. Because as long as I don't faint, I'm going to reap. Fainting is quitting. It's a choice. I'm not led emotionally. I'm, I'm led by what the word says. If I led emotionally, we're going to get messed up. We're going to throw fits. We're going to get mad. We're going to get agitated. We're going to go out of places that no man ought to go. You know, we go into deep space in life where you're like going, how in the world do I get out here? Because your mouth, uncontrollable. And that's what scripture says about the mouth. We want to be people that are letting God's word reveal his way to us. Being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. How? By knowing his word. Like I said, we don't have the full understanding of everything about God's word. And God knows that. And what does he do? He says, I know that. Let's move on. You're going to stumble in areas. God's going to go, let's move on. You're going to fall in other areas. God's going to go, let's move on. Why? Because he knows. But he's also saying, but don't keep stumbling. Grow up. Don't keep stumbling. Fix. And we take a natural principle and we look at our kids and they can't even hit their mouth with a spoon. You hungry, then eat right. Then starve. No, you know, God knows. And he's going to help. He's going to fix. He's going to do things because you're just a little toddler and you'll poop in your pants. And everybody knows it. And that parent should change that diaper, but oh, I'm just going back in my past. <laughs> the point is, is the point. God wants you to understand that his word his will is what's going to get you to make the right decisions. If we can put this stuff to use, understand that I'm empowering my soul. I've got to take care of it. I've got to pay attention to this area so I can overcome, so I can win. The last part I look at in my personal life, and it's in my notes, it's just what I do. And it helps me a lot. And sometimes I wish I did it quicker. Sometimes it takes a little while, you know, it's just me. But there are times when you make a bad decision, times when you do dumb, times when you're in the action of doing dumb. What I do personally is, is I think of what do I want my story to end up like? What story do you want? What story do you want? And I start looking at life that way. What story do I want to play out on this? I want a, I want a good legacy. That's what I want you guys to want. Think about the story you want on the event in front of you. If you want a good story to happen, then let's make the right choices. Father, we thank you for your word. You're awesome, God. You're awesome. And, and this word is just wonderful. And I believe that we've seen your heart in the words this morning. And I pray for every person in here that they will recognize the responsibility to operate in these principles. They're growing. We're all growing and we're walking in a whole different light of understanding because of your truths. Father, thank you. It is your goodness and your love for us that we're striving for because this is just what we want. We want your desires. Your goodness is so much better than ours. That doesn't exempt or take away any, any time of enjoying experience in life. 
but it does put you first priority in our lives. And Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the word of truth that brings freedom and deliverance. And there are people that don't have it yet because they've never received Jesus. And if you've never received Jesus in here or out there, I ask you right now to call him right now. Call on his name right now. And you call his name by saying, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and I'm talking to you right now. By you doing that, by you recognizing that you believe in Jesus, your life can become eternally tied with his. If you've never done this, I want you to do it this morning in here and out there, say, Jesus, repeat it out to me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I receive you in my life because I believe in you. And Jesus, I thank you that you hear my voice and then you answer it by coming into my life. I'm going to change because of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I want you to lift your hands in here. If you prayed that prayer for the first time out there, I want you to uh, get in contact with us. We'll send you a booklet. If you pray that prayer, I have a booklet for you that'll help you in your decision. And my belief is, is that you'll take this to another level and experience the goodness of God from this point on forevermore. Amen. All right. Love you guys. You're blessed. I'll see ya. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.